Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey everyone, uh, it's Matt Blasey, Eric Kent, and tonight we're coming to you from the Monroeville Mall. Uh, it is the weekend of the Living Dead weekend, and we've been given access to the mall to kind of sit here and have a conversation with a very long-term friend of mine. And I'll go ahead and apologize, the mall is actually closed, and one of the store gates was coming down, so for that I apologize. But yes, this is a WGON Radio Monroeville Mall After Hours Edition. Uh, and we have a special guest tonight, a long-term friend of mine, uh, friend of the show, long-term Dawn of the Dead, aficionado, fan, lover, uh, every adjective Wait, you can what? think of. <laughs> uh, Norman England, everybody. Norman, say hello. Hello. Thank you for having me here. So Norman and I go back almost 20 years. Uh, Norman's Dawn of the Dead website, The Zombie Farm, was the first Dawn of the Dead website I ever went to on the internet back in 1997. And we were just talking before we started recording that Norman was my, not my gateway, but he pulled me through the gates into the Dawn fandom. Now, I'm the one responsible for this guy being here, being <laughs> into this stuff, and uh, so if anyone wants to... Uh, find out the source and do away with the source here I am for a limited time because I'm not based in the United States I live in Japan which makes it all the more awesome when me and Matt get together we talk about Dawn of the Dead um, like you said when we were riding over in the car um, earlier we were mm -hmm. riding over in the car it's too bad we we weren't recording then because we were how do you say that you're geeking out yeah we were geeking out a little <laughs> we were bit. geeking out and uh I'm here with my girlfriend, and she was enjoying it highly. And Norman and I met a couple of years ago um, for the first time, and we got to spend a, an afternoon and an evening uh, touring Pittsburgh and, and spending time in the mall again. And I thought it would be great to sit here with Eric and, and Norman and have a conversation with Norman sitting here in the mall because this is a place that all three of us hold near and dear to our hearts and to, to sit here the mall's closed it's nice and quiet and we're right in front of the george romero bust yes george is, is right over my at, shadow he's smiling shoulder and kind of 
weird kind of snickering smile. Mm -hmm. It's 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 a warm smile. It's mm -hmm. it, it's George wondering why we are still doing something like this forty years later. later right. Um, well, it's it's forty years for me. Yes. Too because mm -hmm. I mean, uh, I actually did not see Dawn of the Dead on its first run in '79. I was living in Las Vegas at the time. I was nineteen, and I I was into music more. Mm -hmm. And um, my brother called me. I'm from New York originally, so my brother called me. And we had, I, I had already seen Night of the Living Dead about 500 times because I had a uh, Super 8 of the film, five reels. So we would show it like every week we would watch. We'd make everybody, all our relatives, had to watch Night of the Living Dead. And it was a novelty back then because there was no, really no VHSs or anything mm -hmm. like that. You were just a slave to the TV and the TV guide. Mm -hmm. um, so my brother called me up, you gotta see this film. There are people eating other people. And I said, why would I want to see a movie with people eating other, other people? And then at the end of 79, the beginning of 80, I, I moved back from Vegas. I moved back and to Rockland County, which is where, where I grew up. Rockland County, New York, and we have a mall called the Nanuet Mall. So I'm in the mall, we're walking around, and I heard this girl go, oh my God, oh my God, and I turn around, and I'm looking at this girl, and she's like looking around with like really wide eyes, and she's going, this is just like in that movie, it's just like in Dawn of the Dead, and I'm like, what does that have to do with, you know, people eating people, because the way my brother had kind of sold it to me was not really... Um, a reason to see the film, but it was more like her reaction to it. Like, what, what, how could a zombie film, and we weren't calling them zombie films really at the time, but, um, you know, just her reaction just really touched me. And then a month later, it, it was playing at the Rivoli in uh, Manhattan, which is one of the places it played on its first run, so it's in Times Square. So we went to the Rivoli. I saw this film, I was blown away, me and my brother. So we saw the film, um, and it's like, I'm sitting with my brother, I'm blown away. When it gets up to Roger going, perfect baby, perfect, I turned to my brother and I said, this is my favorite film of all time. <laughs> I knew, it wasn't even done, you know, and I knew it was the greatest movie ever made. So, no, I don't mean to belittle, because we can't, pick when we're born or anything like mm -hmm. that like your dawn experience i just kind of you know happy that um especially george romero has been in my life i guess since night came out even though again i, I couldn't see night i was nine when night of living dead came out my mom wasn't going to take me to a film called night of living dead even though i was seeing 2001 in 68 planet of the apes you know all the 68 was a great year for for cinema all around, so, so many great films. Um, for me, it's like 68 and uh, 85. You know, so many great films from that. But um, but Night of the Living Dead. Regardless, it was in all the horror magazines, and there was a thing called Castle of Frankenstein. Uh, it had the most comprehensive article on Night of the Living Dead, and it had a a blurb about night I read the plot over and over and over again and I remember I was out fishing and I met a friend his older brother had seen the film you know and he was like I've seen it man 
<laughs> you know, and no, and it was a big deal, you know. Um, and it, it isn't like today, you know, where these things, you see them or you don't, you figure you're never going to see them again. And there's only advertising in the newspapers or, you know, the magazines and stuff like that. Nothing's on TV. Um, you know, it, it, and it's not like... I'm not the only one to have this, you know, my my, uh, my generation. I mean, everybody, it was normal like that. So I never knew if I would ever eventually see the film, but it eventually did come on to TV. I think it was 73 I saw it the first time. And uh, it, it lived up to its reputation. Um, you know, the, the truck scene was cut out of the TV version. And whenever they had the... the the newscaster on uh, right on the screen this is a dramatization you know in uh, <laughs> super impose I guess it's a holdover from uh, or the world, world type of stuff but and that that was even more made it like kind of and then next day at school you see the film you see the film guys had made cassette recordings of it you know and did you hear that wacky line they're dead. They're all messed up. You know, I mean, as kids, we were like blown away by the little things. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's the same thing with Dawn of the Dead. I mean, you know, George was so good at that. Like, putting in little things that just keep pulling you, pulling you along. Things you relate to. You know, and that's why I'm saying when I, I saw Dawn the first time, I'm like, you know, this is the movie that's speaking directly to me. You know, this guy's cut, cutting through the crap. This guy's telling it as it is. No one's, no one's giving a voice to the things that this guy is saying. And this guy's, you know, I, I trusted this guy, you know. Only a guy who knows what's going on in our world could make a film, you know, like this. And, it, and I mean, it's stuff I've written on, on my website before, but one of the things that... It really blew me away about the film was, um, you know, when you, and I'm a big fan of 50s science fiction and all those things, and I don't mean to belittle those things, but they're always about the key players. They're always about the scientist who finds the cure or, you know, you know the government agency that takes out the, the aliens, you know, and they still do that thing. Yeah. And George's story, you know, it's about the proletariat, you know, it's about the people that did not make society, the people that are kind of held down by, they have to, whether they like it or not, obey the rules of society, you know, and even when society has collapsed, and it's not their fault, but they still have to deal with it, you know, we have to, the way we are, you know, we, we, we have to get a job, we have to do all these things, whether we like it or not, you know, we do, do not have the option, and that's what I really liked about the film, it was these are not the people, you know, what I guess I'm saying, we're not the ones who made society, but we are forced to operate in it. And, like, they did not cause the, the downfall of society, but they still have to deal with it. We have to deal with the decisions our politicians make, you know, and that was what I thought was so unusual about Dawn, and that's why I really related to Dawn, you know, because I was into rock and roll, I was into punk rock, I hate to call it that, but like the clash, you know, very much into that, the kind of socially aware. And that was really like the first socially aware science fiction slash horror. I consider it more sci-fi than I do horror. And that was like a good point I saw George make on a, an interview. He's like, Night was the only real like horror film 
that I made, and, and he doesn't consider it. I mean, do you consider Dawn a horror film? Well, Creep Show's a horror film. I, I guess when it's not when scary, you know. No, no but no. I mean the horror of the the undead coming back to life and eating you. But it's set against the backdrop of a bright, shiny mall. The undertones of consumerism and seeing society kind of devolve and collapse. There's horror elements everywhere. It's just presented yeah, in a very yeah, different way. No, it's, but, it's but, it's not, but it's not. I, but I mean, by scary is where you're like, you know, you're like. I like to be scared right. by film. Um, well, I find ghosts. I, I, my my uh, my girlfriend laughs at me all the time because Insidious scared me. But certain mm -hmm. things like what's in the dark, I find scary. You know, and things sort of like Bill Heinzman in the beginning of Night. I find his performance scary. Mm -hmm. You know, um, when Barbara's in the car, he's banging on the window. You don't know what's going on. You know, I, I find that element How about, uh, of the, the Hare Krishna scene. That's a little bit. That's not scary. That's, that's comical. I mean, <laughs> I would. I see what you're saying. The way it's presented, I, I'm just, I guess I'm just looking. I mean, at he wasn't playing it for so, the horror. I mean, yeah. he was playing it in a way. Um, this is what I was saying before. He's playing. You know, George is playing with it and trying to make it into something different. Like another director would try to make it scary. I mean, you look at the, the Dawn remake, which I think is a piece of crap, and one of the reasons I think it's a piece of crap um, is because it's trying to be scary and kind of hip at the same time, and it's not really saying anything of, of value. It's not speaking to them. It's trying to show me how cool it is, and then I'm supposed to be, you know, get with a program. And George wasn't trying to impress anybody. He, you know, he was trying to. I'm, of course, I'm just second guessing him. You know what I mean? But I, but but the way the film struck me was that he was trying to create something within. You know this kind of niche thing he had kind of you know stumbled on because mm -hmm. none of the other guys were doing anything with what they had come up with and. The zombie genre was beginning, and it probably would have ha happened even without George's input. Um, I mean, he, you know, you had uh, uh, the Westchester Morgue, you know, zombie film. Um, uh, Manchester. Uh, Manchester, yeah, yeah, right. yeah. And then there was also Garden of the Dead, if you've ever seen that hysterical film. Um, that's a set, that, that's what all these prisoners and they they're getting high off of uh, agricultural fumes. This is there's a different name to that movie, Rich, isn't there? Or, yeah, uh, Trauma Trauma put it out. Okay. It, it's hysterical. Okay. You know, um, and then then there were things like uh, Tales from the Crypt mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, so there were, you know, these living dead things coming about. But, of course, you know, without George, it wouldn't be, you know, people, even with Night of the Living Dead, the rules were set, but people were still meandering around in the 70s. And then when Dawn came out, it was like, okay, this is how it, you know, it, it really just, uh, you know, defined the whole thing. And then right after that, you know, Lucio Fulci's uh, zombie came out. And that's kind of funny, like me and a, a buddy of mine back then, you know, we loved Dawn. We saw Dawn. I'd see Dawn, it would come back every two months 
in New York, playing the drive in midnight, Friday, Saturday, Friday, Saturday, two weeks, and was gone for two months. Friday, Saturday, I'm there. Friday, Saturday, I'm there. And then um, Zombie came out, and we went to see Zombie, and we're driving back home. We're both blown away by the film. My friend goes, do you want to be zombie fans? I'm like, what does that even mean? Because we had like four movies, you know, to go by, you know. And no, it was great. I mean, it was fun. It was exciting. It's always the beginning of anything is always like, even like going to music, you think like heavy metal. Really, the first heavy, real heavy metal band that really broke through was Led Zeppelin. And they're still the best in the genre. There are other great bands, but I mean, so I'm always a big fan of the people that really, you know, define define the thing. So it's like, you know, dead bodies walking around has been in cinema before, but it's like, you know, Romero really, you know, made some made something more of it. And that's what I'm saying about Dawn of the Dead was he didn't just try to make just a horror movie you know, set in the mall or something like that. I mean, uh, you know, there's there's just so much going on. I, I've, I've seen the film almost 400 times now. I saw it 54 times in the theater until the VHS came <laughs> nice. out. Awesome. And that's what's so great, like being in the mall here. I'm sorry, I'm just like rambling on. But, it's perfect. Um, it's fine. But, you know, when I came to the mall the first time in 81 and trying to find this place was, you know, hell. Um, but I had my friend, I said, who was my zombie friend, my one zombie friend. He was a, a professional musician playing in lounges and stuff. And he, his band, did, they played at some dive nearby. And he just happened to find the place. And he comes back, I found it, I found it. And he had like little 126 Instamatic shots. And I'm like, oh my God. So I pinpointed where it was. I uh, Then I went to the... The library and got the phone book because libraries used to have all the phone books so I, okay Monroeville I got it I found out that there was a hotel in front you know I called them up booked a thing I flew out on People's Express if you know what that was it was a God, you youngsters today <laughs> People's Express was this um, they made these really cheap flights so I flew to Pittsburgh for $35 nice. <laughs> You know, from New York. Mm -hmm. And they went out of business because they couldn't maintain it. But they were trying to be like a commuter kind of mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Um, no, and it was like the clock was still here. The fountain was still here. Um, you know, all the, all the things inside the ice skating rink was still here. And those shots that I took, that I put up on the web, they're, they're still all over the place. I, I type in Monroeville Mall and it's like... There's at least two of my shots come up. I've noticed the one of a shot you took from the parking lot. I see oh, that right, one right, right. all the time. Yeah, right. It's, a, it's by the. Is it right out here? No, it's I'm the sorry. front. It's where Roger. You know where they parked the the first truck. Right, right. And yeah. it, my second time to come here was '86, and they had changed it, so it was only like that the mm. first time, and it, it turned into this black overhanging, really ugly thing. <laughs> um, Equibank was here. And, you know, the other thing was, so um, what's the manja when he comes out? Uh, cheese board? Uh, that's not the name of it. Um, 
I'm jet lag. I, I live in Japan. I'm a little spaced out. But no, I went into that store. You've seen my photo from mm -hmm. that. I go into the place. I go into the back. There's the coffee machine. And I take a photo of it. And I'm like, I don't know if it's a real one, but when I develop the photo and then I finally check it with a movie, it's got the same nick right on. And I'm like, I should have taken more photos, you know. I should have asked them how much was it, you know. I, I take it home. But there was so much that was still still hanging out you know from the mall from back then i'd go to conventions and there are other people that's why um i was saying like asking people do you know where uh where the the movie was filmed mm -hmm. and i got all crazy answers you know they built it for the movie um someone said it's in texas you know they shot it in a, in a, a mall in texas I heard someone else say that they it was a, a mall that they were closing and they got permission to shoot in it. Every answer you could imagine except, oh yeah, that thing's in Monroeville, Pennsylvania. <laughs> so, um, but there were people, you know, Dawn was popular. Dawn came out. I know a guy that went to see it after the fact, but he, he saw it 20 times the first year in 79. You know, a lot of people were really blown. I don't, I, I'm embarrassed that I didn't go to see it. And, you know, on its first run. But like I said, I, I was Vegas 19, trying not to get killed in this ridiculous city. And I was so, I've never gone back, never will go back. <laughs> but if you've ever seen the movie Casino, it explained a lot because every night on the news, people were getting shot and killed. Then I saw Casino. Oh, that's the, that was when they were kicking the mob out. So it was, and no, it was, and I'm like, I came from New York, in New York to get away from the violence in this place is worse you know worse than New York so but I did see Battlestar Galactica in the theater that year <laughs> whatever um, were you aware when Dom came out that it was a sequel to Night of the Living Dead well like I said my brother called me uh -huh. and he said you know that you know our, we're huge Night fans yeah. they made a sequel to the film it's in color, but I, it wasn't like today. It wasn't like today, like you don't, there isn't this like all this advertising that's coming out beforehand. You really have to look in the newspapers. You have to actually seek the information out. You know, now it's much more, uh, marketing is much, much better now. But I, that's what I mean. I mean, you look and you see they were selling out, you know, so, I mean, the movie made a lot of money on its first run. And the movie was successful. I think um, George got rich off the movie. You know, Richard Rubenstein, they got rich off the movie. I think it was a bigger, you know, they were saying, you know, it made like 50 million on its first worldwide, something like that, you know, and they... I saw an interview with one of the guys who put in money, and he's like, I'm still getting money from it 30 years later. It was, was uh, it? Baxter. Yes. Yeah, you I saw know? that. Yeah. And Herbert, like, Herbert Baxter, I think his name is. Billy? Billy Baxter. That's Billy Baxter, yeah. yes. It's good for him. I mean, he got a lot of my money. <laughs> <laughs> he got a lot of our you know? And No, and then tr waiting for it to come out on VHS was like, is this movie, like, by the time... Dawn came out on VHS, the, the VHS market was already going strong. So I guess VHS, like you'd go into VHS rental stores when it was still VHS and Betamax, and it was a, like 
everyone's getting VHS. You go in, I found whatever movie, the VHS and all the Betamaxes are the only ones like not rented out. But you'd go in and they would, like I remember seeing Zombie in a place and they'd have a round table with one video on, like on display, because that's how few you know films were really available. And just like sitting by itself, like with a spotlight on it. You know, before <laughs> it was like rows and rows of you know worn out videos and stuff. But um, Richard Rubenstein was holding out on that thing. And I remember reading in Fangoria, he's like, you know, I've you know we're analyzing the market, and we will maximize the release of that. And that came out in '83. And I was living in um, Palo Alto, California, in this crummy motel, it, it, very low point in my life. But I managed to go and buy it on the day it came out, $69.95, <laughs> which was like, today would be like 150 bucks, you know. And um, I borrowed a TV from somebody and a, and a <laughs> player. And I sat in my room, I watched it five times. The, the first day it came out, it was just like, you know, like, I can't believe I can finally see this film. This is what I wanted to say about coming to the mall. Like, what I, like, I was so fascinated by the mall watching the film. And I decided I, I made my own map. I made my own map of the mall by watching the film, seeing this door is connected to this door, and this door is connected to this door. And I would sit watching it in the theater. Okay writing, not looking at what's going on. Okay, there's singers and singers next to this. And there was one, there was a, I think it was, it might have been right here, there was a, a pantyhose, oh, uh, like a... Uh, you're uh, killing me. I know what you're talking about. Right. And you know what? It, I couldn't figure it out and until I came the first time to find out it had, there were two locations of it. That's right. That's right. <laughs> so that's yep. like, well, this is blowing me away. And over where the, above the ice skating rink, where it does, the, where Equibank is and mm -hmm. the Brown Derby, and it sort of like goes around. It, that was also throwing me off. So yeah. what I did before I came the first time, I made my final map before I came here. I made my final map. I came in, and a lot of questions were answered. Like, <laughs> oh, it makes us dip thing around. Okay, no, and that was. And then what did I do? And another wacky thing I did because there was no map available the first time I came. So I walked from one end to the other and I measured it by counting counting my steps so I, and then I made a more a better map I made a map from visiting the place then when I came my second time in 86 um, then they had all these maps all over the place and I picked up a bunch and you've seen those I've scanned those and put them on uh -huh. and I, actually I've been involved in the Laserdisc release in Japan the, the perfect collection yeah. uh -huh. which was the first release of all three the versions of Dawn of the Dead and, and that's my mall map on that so oh, I kind of in the gatefold that's me yeah, on that, that's doing it. that those are my photos there and I kind of feel like when they asked me to do something for the thing I said well you know no one's really looked at the mall as you know the star of the movie like the mall is a character in the movie the mall has a personality in the movie so when I did worked on the laser disc that was the, the point you know, that I, I was trying to impress upon the audience. And I remember, like, the day it came out, I was having lunch with a bunch of people. And one, this is in Osaka, I was, I'm, so I'm living in Osaka, and a guy was going, I just got this wacky thing. I just got the laser disc of Dawn of the Dead. I'm like, really? 
<laughs> and he goes, it's got this mall map inside. And I'm just listening to the guy on, and I'm like, yeah, I did that. But then that, everyone in, imitated that after the, the, the yes. Germans lifted it, you know, and, and uh, Anchor Bay, Anchor Bay yeah. lifted it. No, and I'm happy, you know, because I wanted the mall to be recognized, you know, and it was recognized. And I'm not saying, you know, it, it's because of me, but I feel like I'm, I'm glad that, you know, that I put this out. Like my idea was to give recognition to the mall, and I'm glad that other people, you know, picked up on it. And I know without, like I'm saying, without me, they still would have picked up on it. But I was glad that I could be one of the people, you know, like, you know, check this out because this is, this is a thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the mall is as important as any of the, the main four actors in the film. The mall, the, the Dawn of the Dead would not be Dawn of the Dead without the Monroeville Mall. You know, and, and anybody who likes the film has to recognize, you know, the important role that this film plays and for a lot of cinema and there's a lot of films that have paid tribute to the idea of the mall in the film you know and it's wonderful talking about the mall while sitting in the mall where the clock used to be (laughs) I miss the clock um let's fast forward a little bit and talk about how uh, how you first started thinking about or conceptualizing the zombie farm what uh Oh, what was the spark? The spark is I moved to Japan and I was not working. Very little work. I was bored to death. I didn't have a lot of friends. And the internet was had sort of just come into being. And I had Netscape. And it came with... A, Netscape, right? <laughs> it came with a, a web builder. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to have fun. And I, I think Chris Stavrakis had... A website and I hadn't seen it but a friend printed it out and he brought it to Japan because he was he was working for the military and he brought it he brought it over and I'm like oh my god this is so cool you can do this you know and I didn't know Chris at the time and then I said you know I'm gonna do and just speak with my own voice you know about the film what I like about the film and I don't know if anyone's gonna read it or not but I thought it was just a fun thing to do um, it was difficult to do because, you know, Netscape is probably the worst program to, like, you hit enter in the wrong spot and everything was thrown off. And it would insert lines all over the place, starting all over again. So anyway, but I mean, that was really just to, to cure my boredom, I guess, in a way. And then... But through it, you know, meeting Matt, then becoming friends with Chris and other people, you know, I still know. But, I, I mean, really, Matt's the guy that, um, that's been with me the longest on that, you know, the, the, my best bud there's, from that. And it there's, took us there's forever a, until we met in person. But there, There's a binder in my den that has probably most of your pictures printed out of the mall. Right. Uh, just because, you know, I, I do have a picture of the coffee maker oh, the right, coffee right, grinder right, right. it's printed out in the binder and- i shot those on uh positive slides and i still have the slides at home i oh, gotta wow. rescan them before it's too late yeah i mean your site just it, it did it opened that floodgate because it was like okay it's close to where i live it was only three hours from from my house it was in pa which is you know great you know state pride and i could go there and and walking into the mall the first time 
1999, it was the first time I got to step foot in a movie. You know, not just right, visiting, right, right. you know, uh, I said I was walking into Dawn of the Dead, and even though the mall had changed drastically from the photos that you had shown, it still had that that air to it. And, and to right. me, it still does today, even though, you know, the, the flooring has changed, the, you know, the, the escalators have changed. The, the railings have the changed. The railings have changed. There, there's still an air about this place. And the, no, there's still and spots you can go to, you know. I, I mean, look you know, right above us. No. I mean, the, the skylights are exactly the same as they were when this place was built. And the mall, I, I always tell people this, and, and they talk about not going to the mall because it's so much has changed. I was like, put your Dawn of the Dead glasses on. Look at the mall through that. You're still going to see the same stuff. So, I mean, we're sitting here. I see the clock tower. You know, I don't see the escalators. I see the lights are different, but in my mind, I still see the original lights. Right, right, right. right. Um, so, it's, it, we live so much in that film in that you know two hour block of time and it is a it is a snapshot of one moment in in our lives what it what it's done and given us i mean when if you would have asked me when i was 16 and i emailed you for the very first time that 20 years later we'd be sitting together in the monroe mall yeah right after hours Wait, you were 16 i was 16 because i so i was like like 35 and I'm talking to a 16 year old isn't that like like illegal or something <laughs> only because I was gushing at my love of your website and, and, and a movie so there was nothing creepy there I promise but I mean it was it, a different age it was it was back in a simpler time but I mean to to sit here now almost 20 years later in the mall and it's quiet I mean if you can hear the escalators are still going in the background and it's about 11 11 30 at night and just just to be able to do this after seeing Dawn as countless times, many times as I have, and and talking about it as much as we have, and especially lately with the podcast, um, it really makes me want to go. It makes me want to go back to my hotel room here and watch it again for you know the thousandth time or the two thousandth time because it's it, it's never getting old. And and the car car ride down here from Evan City, Norma and I, we played the soundtrack. And we're beating on the steering wheel and the dashboard, and we're reciting the movie, and we were walking through the mall earlier doing the same thing, and it's like, I would have never thought I'd be doing this, you know, with you, and to be able to do this, you know, the mall has been very welcoming with fans in the last few years, that, again, we're sitting here, George is over my shoulder, his statue is over my shoulder, and, you know, it's, he's, he's still here watching over us. In, in, in a weird well I have to say kind of way. it sucks that and I do not want to live in a world with no George Romero it was really uh, that was a big shocker last year you know I mean yeah yeah it was, we just all kind of turned around and, and kind of looked at George and you know he's got that smile and you know, every time I saw George and someone would say something to him about how much they love Dawn and how many times they see it, he would just kind of like shake his head and he never got it. He never got it the way we did. Right. You know, he, he knew the film he made. He knew that it had a voice. Well, uh, he knew yeah, that it had a life. I mean, but that's the, that's the thing. I, I've worked on like 70 movies in Japan and it's always different for the filmmakers, you know, mm -hmm. and uh, even like, I mean, I've shot a couple of my own independent films and like my first film which is called The Idol um, I played Fantasia uh, 
sold out. And people are telling me, this is what they saw, this is what they saw. And I'm not putting on a level like, you know, what George was able to accomplish, but I got a taste of, oh, really? Oh, is that what you saw? Is that how you interpreted it, you know? So I think it, it, it's different as from the audience. You know, other films, you know, I've worked on Godzilla movies, um, the Death Note movies. Um, I've been on all the grudge sets and, um, you know, the way the, audi the audience sees a very narrow picture. I actually, like being on, on the Godzilla set, um, I was on five Godzilla sets and I remember one night um, and we're just having a good time. We're like shooting, you know, shooting Godzilla Stuff is going off, and I'm with uh, this guy, Shinichi Wakasa, who's the suit maker for the film, and he goes, the theater's not Godzilla, this is Godzilla. You know, and I was like, you know, you're right, and I would never have gotten it. The, 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 the film is almost like a murky shadow of what goes on, you know, in the cinema. Well, I, I, but I'm so I'm, if you understand what I'm saying, so yeah. I think with George, not that he doesn't get it, he, he's he's more I, curious to see what what you've seen. I, yeah, I, I think he I, I I always understood that he got because everyone I think saw the film the way George intended it, but I think it was the reverence and the pedestal that people fans put the film on. I think is what blew him away. I don't think he, he... He never set out for any one of his films to be a masterpiece or to be a, a, a long-lasting impact in, in film or society. If I may, it's, but, it's like he was making EC comics. You know, he just... He thought he was making comic books. Yeah, especially right. with Dawn. It was a very comic book... And, right. and Creepshow was, was a very comic book film. like an EC comic, you know, that will keep this reverence Yeah, but we, we took Dawn... And I think our love of it, just as a collective fandom, it just it just grew and grew and grew, and it, it went to levels that George never intended. And I think he was always very humble about it. He was always very gracious. But I think he just never thought, you know, 35 years, 36, 7 years later, we're still talking about it like it's the first time we've seen it. Right. And, and you know, a lot of us hold it as, you know, our greatest film ever made. And And I think that's what I loved about George, is that he wasn't trying to be the next big thing. He wasn't trying to change anything. He just wanted to make a movie with his vision, his statement, and, and put it out there. And we kept it going for him. You know, we kept it alive. And, you know, I, I wish George would have been around this year to, to come back, you know, come back here and would have been part of the, the Dawn of the Dead, Living Dead weekend to, to see this place, um, you know, like we do. Because I know he was down here a few years ago. For that NFL uh, Network special, That's right. uh, but to be to be in the mall with fans again, which I know he was back in '98, I think it was when Anchor Bay released Dawn on VHS for the first time. Uh, the Suncoast video here in the mall, oh, the Michael Felsher video, the, the Michael Felsher <laughs> video for those of you who know Mike Felsher, fan of the uh, friend of the show, uh, you know documented that that interaction very well, and you know we've done things in this mall that. I don't think we ever thought we would be able to do, and that no one should be allowed to do. And, and you know, we—I'm sitting here and, and aren't, and aren't, yeah, and aren't, yeah, aren't allowed to do.
With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.